have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I am super excited for today's guest. We have Carol Elizabeth here with us. Hi, Carol. Hi, Sabrina. So great to be here. Amazing. So great to have you. Okay, so Carol is a self-proclaimed international sparkle spreader. Okay, we're going to dive into that a little. A former couch potato turned two-time international fitness pro at age 43 and 46, and a former stay-at-home mom turned seven-figure multi-business owner, Carol is passionate about helping get out of the stuff that sucks and into success that serves. Ah, (laughs) I love that. So refreshing. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like what is, what is a sparkle spreader and you know, what, what do you do? Who are you at your core? Oh my gosh. Great, great questions. And so excited to, to be here and diving into this and hello to everybody listening. Well, you know where the sparkle spreader came from is a number of years ago, you know, my, my journey has really kind of been the last 10 years of stepping into something outside of being a mom and we can dive into different parts of that. But about four years ago, um, I partnered with a couple of amazing women to do an event about uh, personal development and growth. And at that point, I really was feeling self-conscious with myself doing something. So I grabbed some of my my amazing women in, in my circle and we did an event. And uh, these women had so many credentials. They are so smart and they have so many initials behind their names. And uh, so we had the bios and I was here introducing, you know, the first friend with all the blah, 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 blah. And then the next friend with all the blah, 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 the titles. And, and I didn't have any, and I love sparkle. It brings me joy. I love anything with sparkle. And so I just, at that moment called myself an international sparkle spreader. That was my delegation. And I've just kind of kept going with it ever since. I love it. (laughs) So awesome. So what, tell me what a sparkle spreader does. So tell us a little bit about like, who, who are you at the core? What is, what does a day-to-day look like for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you uh, what that is an ever changing <laughs> uh, <laughs> sphere of uh, magic, really, and and growth, uh, and really at this time, my core is really about uh, helping shift women, mainly their mindset from can't to capable, to see their worth and worthiness uh, at this moment in time. Now, um, I feel that uh, so many women are called to do something or they feel inspired to do something, but they don't take the steps because they're in the imposter syndrome or perfectionist or all of those things. And my heart really is to, um, first and foremost, you know, do the do that I speak about so that I can't not just somebody on the couch telling somebody to do something. Um, and also just really help pull out of these women that I interact with what they're meant to do and how they're meant to shine to help serve somebody else that's a few steps behind them. Maybe. 
spreading the love, spreading the joy. That's so beautiful and powerful. Mm. I love that. Mm. So I want to know a little bit more about your your journey with your body transformation. You know, you call yourself a couch potato <laughs> turned, you know, two-time fitness pro. That's yeah. that's a massive undertaking, you know. It's I get the like, oh, I'm gonna move my body every day and I'm gonna, you know, but that's an extreme transformation. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, I had three kids in three years and, and I, you know, I, all I wanted to be was a mom. That was like, I manifested it. I wrote it in my journal. So I met my kid's dad, we hung out, we dated, we got married and then kid, kid, kid. And I, they're amazing. And I, and I absolutely love them, but I lost myself in the, in the, that motherhood. Um, and it wasn't them that made me unhealthy or squishy. It was that every time they were napping, I was on the couch. Every time I could, I was on the couch, you know, eating Doritos and Eggo waffles and, uh, and eating the chicken nugget leftovers and all of that stuff, right? And so I just had no energy. I'd really kind of lost my, my zest. And at that time, this was like 20, 2009, 2010, um, I, I was reading a lot of fitness magazines. Like back then we had magazines, right? So I get my magazine to my house and I would read these fitness magazines and they all looked so happy. And I'm like, okay, happiness must come from a fit body. Happiness must come from having this low body. Uh, look at these women. And I did have times like they don't have kids. They're not real. They're Photoshopped until I started to meet some of these women. And they were like real women. And so um, I started on a journey not to become a fitness pro. I just knew that I wasn't feeling great in my skin. And so I started working out and I started working out with a group of women and that was great, but the results weren't coming. So at that point, I said to this trainer that was training us all, your workouts suck. I'm not losing weight. And he said, I can't work you out hard enough to combat the food you're eating. And I was like offended, but then I was like, Okay. I'm great all week, but you don't understand. Like on the weekend, I have wine and we go out and I'm social. Like, what do you want me to do? Not live a life. And he just said, Well, you just have to decide like what what do you want to do? And so I went and really went very, very clean eating and then started to see these muscles appear. I was a gymnast in my former, like in my younger years. And so somebody said, Why don't you do a, a fitness show? And I was like, Okay, you know what? That's a bucket list. I was almost, I was 39. I'm not going to jump out of an airplane, I don't think. So let me do that. Let me parade around in a tiny bikini and let people judge me. That'll be fun. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did it and I really had a great time. And then I, then I had a few times where I was like, oh, wait a minute, I, need, I could win this and I could be sponsored athlete and I could be famous and I can be in these magazines and then I'll really be somebody. And so I lost myself a little bit in that for a while. But then I took some steps back and that's probably getting into my 40s and realizing like, hey, wait a minute, uh, it doesn't matter what, what titles or trophy, it doesn't matter first or fifth or no nothing. Like, why am I letting these people, you know, put uh, worthiness on me? And so what I started to do is I really did love the, the, um, the goal setting of competing. I really started to do it in a way that was healthy and not how other, and I, I kind of became the fairy godmother, I feel, because there was a lot of younger women that were, you know, looking for recognition and certainty and uh, this kind of spot in life. And I was backstage saying, it's not a real big deal. Like, let's get healthy and that kind of thing. So the, the kind of becoming a pro really became a result of me being really excited and happy. I met my 
I got a divorce in that time that I, I remarried. And so a lot of competing was moving me into a different community of people because I was in a real kind of negative, let's talk about people around the schoolyard type of group before. And then when I got into a fitness community, I learned a lot about goal setting and discipline and that kind of thing, which I then have applied to other areas of my life. But I, I always talk about how, you know, maybe the something in your in your mind right now is that I got the body I got in magazines, but I wasn't happy. So what I thought, oh, if I'm a size two with abs and blah, 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 no, no. And so the body never brings happiness. It, it brings accolades from people. And then you just feel emptier that you're not getting those when you're not there. Um, but I learned a lot in the process. And that's when I kind of had the light bulb. Well, what can I do? Uh, to get happy. Like, what is, what is it that's missing? And my very first show, again, I didn't know this till I started unpacking it years later. You have a, you get to fill out a form. Like, what is it that you, you know, tell us about yourself? And it was like a four page document where you could fill in all of the stuff. So here I am. Here's my name. I'm 39. I have three children. Here's their name, 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 name. And then I had nothing else to fill in. So here I am 40 years old, almost. And I'm like, I'm nothing other than a mom. Not that I don't absolutely love being a mom, but I knew that at some point they were not going to need me. And what was I going to be doing? I wasn't in a happy marriage. I had nothing else but being a mom. And so that really sparked subconsciously, I think, me getting moved forward to like, what does light me? Who's Carol other than any titles of anything? Who's Carol at the core? And that started the journey. I love that. I, I really, I know for a fact that you're not alone in that, right? So oh, yeah. many of us, myself included, you know, we, we lose ourselves in these titles and these words that we attach to ourselves, mom being one of them. And that's not all that we are, right? We're, we are so many things and it doesn't have to be a letter or a number or, you know, the accolades and the things I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I had a 20 year modeling career before motherhood, right? Like mm. that was, I was with Ford models. I did like shows across the world. I did all kinds of stuff. Like I lived in 10 countries. I traveled to over 20 countries and the experience was great. But as soon as I stopped modeling and you know, that title was gone and I became a mom, it was very similar to, to your journey. You know, I felt like I was consistently losing myself in words and, and, you know, I'm, Sterling's mom, or, uh, you know, it's like, well, but no, I'm something more than that. So I love that you've taken your experiences and now you help other women do the same thing, you know, take, take their steps towards their own dream. So tell me a little bit about how, how you do that, like your, your process, who you work with and how you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's just been this magical pull from the universe to really bring me into this Space that I wouldn't have even had any idea existed or that I would have any <laughs> uh, right to, to be a part of, except for understanding that experience is the, the greatest teacher, right? And so, so really, my main area of focus right now is, is kind of two things. Um, I do dove into the world of network marketing when I got a divorce because I'd been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and now here I was working. Um, and very shortly when a person told me this is where you had to be, and this is how much money you're worth, and you need to hire a sitter when your kids are sick, 
that was just not okay for me. So I uh, was introduced to network marketing and, and had some success in a company, had some stuff go that I didn't really like and, and feel aligned with. So left, started trainings. I started building an online uh, back in about 2012, 2013, an online community for women on really, it was a, a, like a health transformation, a weight loss journey, because at that point that I had been the before and after picture, and I really wanted to help women. So I gave meal plans and workouts, but what I didn't know that I was doing was really helping them with mindset. I didn't know what mindset was. I didn't know what life coaching was. I didn't know any of that, but it, the meal plan and the workout didn't matter. It was me going live and having conversations like this. Like, I get it. Like, it's, let, let's just talk it out. So it really started to um, uh, burn something inside of me. Like, wait a minute, like, this is what I really want to help. Like, I don't want to help women feel that they need to have the before and after to feel worthy. I want them to feel worthy now, like grab their greatness now. Um, so I did that. And then I started building a network marketing uh, business. And then what I learned in that space was that there's a whole bunch of misconception about that industry. And I wanted to really show it in a light that didn't have people run from the hills, <laughs> right? And didn't have like, oh, I can't be your friend. And so that's kind of been a, a journey for the last eight years. Um, recently, I've kind of stepped into a little bit of um, separate mindset coaching uh, because that's really all I have done in all of these journeys, helping people build income from home, helping people transform is all about the mindset. So I call myself a belief mentor because at the root of everything, if you don't believe that you can do anything, you won't, you won't do anything. So giving somebody a roadmap to live on a farm isn't going to matter if you don't believe you can live on a farm. And so that's really where I'm zoning in right now. That just feels really, really great. Um, just being that like cheerleader, but uh, I have like a very raw and real way of speaking that seems to resonate a lot. The, you know, as you know, the more you get into who you really are and not worried about whatever, I get a lot of the, I like how you say it. I like how you are doing it. So I really feel like I have the ability to kind of kick somebody's ass, but really gently, because I, <laughs> I just don't want you to play small. And that's not about dollar amounts or body size. It's about your heart saying like, oh my gosh, like I'm amazing. Cause that's going to reflect on your kids. My biggest thing right now is helping women not like, it doesn't matter what we tell our kids. It really matters how we show up. And that is so evident in my three teenagers now that I'm even more passionate to help other people let go of the bag. I love that because we're so we're like sisters, soul sisters here. Cause I it's so in line with my values, my message as well. And I love that you use the farm analogy as I hear goats in the background. So <laughs> anyone who's been visit. following me along knows that I have a crazy, it's funny because side total side story, the goats we adopted them from a petting zoo that went out of business because of COVID. And, you know, we were actually, finding them really challenging because we don't milk them or do anything with them they're just pets really and um you know we were planning on finding a new home for them and they've become part of my brand everyone knows the goats by name and they love the goats and they ask about the goats so it's, it's just hilarious how life sort of unfolds in a way that you may not expect mm. and you know things sort of just fall into alignment when like you said you believe you know you believe in 
in your journey and you believe in the steps that you're taking are towards a bigger picture, even if it's not the path that you thought you should be taking or the path that other people recommended you take, right? So I, I love that. It, I love that you're very open to opportunities coming your way. And to me, it sounds like you're very much a yes person, right? Like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's try that. <laughs> that sounds like a good, good idea. Well, that's the thing because like my favorite thing, my favorite word right now actually is fail. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lisa Nichols, who's an amazing speaker, I, I listen to a lot of her stuff and she calls failing, finding answers in learning. And mm -hmm. I just think so many people are scared to try things because what if it doesn't work? Well, if it doesn't work, it's pivoting you to something else. And, and, and if you allow the flow and yeah, things are going to not feel good and things are going to not work out and things are going to like, it's inevitable. But if you just stay because you're afraid of trying, you're just, it's like stagnant, like stagnant pond water isn't nice. It's gotta, it's gotta move. So be, be in some sort of movement yeah. figure and it'll, you can't even try to hold. I mean, honestly, I think women, we try to control so many things. And if you can release to allowing the flow to happen and be around people and listen to podcasts like yours and be around energies of people that are having things happen for them, that's proof that you can too. And if you stay in that space, I mean, watch out, you're going to become unstoppable. I love that. And that really is the, the, my vision and purpose for this podcast is to show people that, you know, you can be anyone you want to be you can come from anywhere you came from and be whatever you want to be there's there are no limitations there are no ceiling right it's really about just that that internal belief in yourself and in in your passions and in you know i i always call them nudges right i get these little whispers from the universe like do that and i'm like that sounds crazy but i'm gonna do it <laughs> it's and it's one of those things and you know i feel like I like that you mentioned control because so many of us right now, especially with, you know, having to stay home and kids being home and all these unknowns being thrown at us every which way, you know, 2020 was a very challenging year for a lot of people. And 2021, I don't think has been much easier in any sense of the word, but what it has done is it, it forced us to readjust and look at our priorities from a different angle. Like what really matters what really matters when you take everything away, when you strip everything back and you're raw and you're at your core and there's like nothing left, but that little, little sparkle, <laughs> I'm using sparkle because, you know, um, but what's, what is it? Like, what, what is that for you? And I think it really has for me anyway, and so many people in my circles this year or the past 18 months has really sort of forced us to, to see that, you know, what is it? What is important to you? Well, more of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I really feel like so much goodness is coming from this. I really do. I mean, I, I've yeah. I've trained myself to see the best in every situation, and a lot of that came from I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2019, and so for me, going through all these things right now, all I have to do is tell myself I'm alive. So. I don't really care that there's a snowstorm because I'm alive. I don't really care that I can't go out to eat because I'm alive. And so we hear those things in a lot of the books, right? Brendan Bouchard, did I live, did I love, did I matter? And I've done the courses, I've gone to the things, I've 
you know, and I thought I was living in that space of not, not much really matters. But when you really are faced with a word where you feel you're not going to be alive, you really do have a moment of what actually really does matter. And, and I feel that was a real blessing to me because it woke me up to a whole other level of most of the stuff really doesn't matter at all, except the time with my kids. I'm with my husband and things that bring me joy. And if they don't, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So important. You know, I always talk with my clients, my my friends about this whole process of, of finding flow, Mm. right? Cause we are all craving that sense of, you know, why does it have to feel hard? Why do we have to hustle? Why do we have to, why does it have to be this like grind and we need to have grit and we have to, you know, all these words that are associated with trauma and drama. And, you know, so I always talk about, you know, harmony over hustle Mm. and, you know, moving to a farm has really sort of brought that out in me even more. So, um, you know, I can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I can be a mom of three. I can be, you know, a publisher. I can be a podcast host. I can be a speaker. I can be an author. I can be all of these things. And it doesn't feel hard. People ask me all the time. They're like, how do you, how do you do it all? Because I love it. (laughs) That's how I love every single thing that I do. Are there hard days? Of course, (laughs) you know, that's life. Like, of course there's going to be hard days, but my outlook on life is not hard because I've chosen a path that brings me joy. And I do think it all boils down to joy. You're doing things that bring you joy. If you're doing things that you genuinely love and you're you're leaving that legacy, you're making an impact on the planet and on your kids and on the next generation, on your people around you that you're mentoring, then it will feel flowy. It'll feel like a, you know, why do so many try to be the salmon swimming upstream and see that as commendable when you can just sort of go with the flow of the river and allow that to, to happen, right? Yeah. It's not not laying down and being a couch potato or being lazy right it's it's allowing the guidance from whatever you believe in source higher power god energy whatever it is that works for you right it's about really leaning into those nudges those whispers of what you're meant to be doing i call it flustle flow hustle Flessel, I like that. I I make up words for everything, but I, cause, cause it's like, you got to take some action, but if it's got to be backed by flow. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm all, you need to to write a dictionary. (laughs) It's like your own vocabulary. (laughs) It's all these hybrid words that can, you know, help people sort of speak what they're trying to say. I love it. Well, and it, what it, what it really is, is like, we get to create our own, right? Like international sparkle spreader. Flessel, like if hustle feels good to you, hustle. If it doesn't, it doesn't don't you're not less than no because there is that whole badge of you know i don't believe in staying up all night and getting up early i don't believe, i mean and and i did operate from that a lot of time my default was an, an overwhelmed right like get the kids ready get the kids to school get this do this help that and i was cool in it at the time until i started to notice so when i was actually diagnosed with breast cancer i meditated and asked it why it came And the message I received was to find more joy. And I was happy and fulfilled. But you know what brought me joy that I wasn't doing as much of? Having tea with my daughter, laughing, going to watch live music, like doing the things that fill me up. That's not about me serving somebody else. 
So that's been the base. I also started to stop crossing off the calendar because before I knew what my, where my life was going, I, I looked at my calendar in my, my foyer. I had a giant calendar, right? All the things, all the stuff, all the things I got to do and the deadlines. And I would just cross them off. And so I sat here this day, not, I got, was diagnosed uh, May 9th and then I, Mother's Day was that Sunday. I didn't think I was going to be alive that Mother's Day. I didn't think I'd be alive for my daughter's 16th birthday. I didn't think I'd make it to my son's grad, right? You hear that word and the worst of the worst. So I look at this calendar and I think, how dare I just cross off these days looking forward to this thing in six months when I don't even have a clue what's left for me. And so at that moment, I started to circle joy and that every day there's something that brings me joy. I don't care if it's watching the snow fall on the lake right now. That, that makes me so happy. That's why I'm staring here. Joy circle. And now I track joy instead of crossing off days. So powerful. I love that. So important to celebrate, mm -hmm. celebrate every breath, every moment that we, we have. And it's easier said than done when you're not faced with something tragic or you know a, a reason to do that and I I really just hope people listening and I want to encourage people to take, take that and implement it in any way that feels good to you right find more joy find more blessings find what really works for you because the rest isn't important all these little things and I'm not saying there's there's you know problems aren't important of course not like some people have real problems and and i i understand that but it's about finding the silver line finding the the joy where you can even if it is something simple as looking out the window or taking a moment to yourself whatever that looks like so thank you for all of that if you had one last tip to leave our listeners with when it comes to you know taking a step towards their dreams what would that be if you could leave us with one nugget? really mo monitor who you're around and yeah. and uh, one of my favorite things right now is to say that what's in your feed is feeding you so mm -hmm. if you're looking you know if, if social media is flooding you with people that are terrified about what's going on right now you're going to be terrified you know so if you see people that it triggers you because you feel like they're ahead of you or whatever that is you get to tune into podcasts like this and, and choose what you see and what is around you. And you have the ability to let your subconscious brain do the work for you. If what you're listening to is, you know, a, a woman in her fifties about to be 51, who's like not just gotten started on living her greatest life. You get to learn from people living on a farm and thriving. And so when you are around energies of that, you naturally, even if you don't want to start finding yourself believing more, seeing yourself more in that. So my biggest tip is always like, who are you around? And, 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 it, and the beauty of social media is you don't have to know them. Yeah. You don't have to say, will you be my friend? You just be our friend, follow us on social media, start to interact with us. And I've made the greatest relationships with the most high vibe people through social media. And that I think is my number one tip really. Cause I think a lot of people feel they're alone. Their spouse doesn't get them, their friends, their family, maybe, you know, when you've got a calling, I call it a flutter. Uh, you tell people they call you crazy, but if you're around other people that speak like that, suddenly you found your tribe and you can 
be mom and wife and sister to that group, but then get yourself around people that are vibing in a way that you want to. Don't, don't take advice from people that you wouldn't trade places with. Like that. That's a, that's a great note to close on too. So if our listeners want to track you down, Carol, where, where can they find you? You can just find me pretty much. Instagram is the best place. I guess I am underscore Carol Elizabeth or carolelizabeth.com is uh, mm. the place to be. Amazing. And I'll, I'll put links to that in the show notes as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next week.